So you're going to perjure yourself just to win this case? No, I'm not going to perjure myself. Even if I were, it wouldn't be just to win this case. It'd be to get your ass thrown in jail. See, you have power of attorney, and you're going to accept this settlement. Two million dollars a plaintiff. You're going to take it. And you and that shit-eating grin are going to fly back to Boston and never come back to my town again. Suits Season 1, Episode 9 is over. And if you want to hear us talk about Undefeated, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with the guy who just might drink six Cosmopolitans. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm offended. I would never drink anything lighter than me. So, no, six Cosmopolitans, not my style. Yeah. All right. Here we are ready to talk about Undefeated, uh, an episode where Harvey is going to go toe to toe with a lawyer who is almost at his level, close to his level. Yeah. Oh, for a second. Evil Harvey. Yeah. They had me fooled. I thought Evil Harvey was the guy, you know, when he shows up here and just kind of tries to match wits with Harvey for no reason, just completely unprovoked, just wants to, I guess, have like a, a grown-up pissing match. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with uh, Mr. Travis Tanner, but by the end, you know, Harvey does Harvey things, and we move forward. He got him. Yep. And then, he got him. <laughs> ultimately, Pearson Hardman is rocked by some sort of like, what uh, sabotage where somebody is giving away the internal secrets and ultimately, it's Rachel that gets fired by Lewis uh, when her fax code is used to send out this information to a rival firm. No, no, no. This is uh, this is conjecture or whatever She's they back. call it, right? She, she was suspended. It. She was suspended. Mike tells her she was being dramatic. But I, I get her. You know, when you get suspended for something like that that's questioning your integrity, it does feel like all right, y'all obviously don't trust me. What am I doing here? And so we see Rachel struggle with her relationship with Pearson Hartman in this episode. Yeah. So I think probably the meat of this episode happens in the Harvey storyline in his battle against Travis Tanner, who is instantly unlikable. I mean, the Suits casting does such a great job of the people that are going up against Pearson Hartman. You hate them. I didn't hate this guy, Rob. Oh, you liked him? I didn't. Uh, he was so flashy. I appreciate the like he had that that Harvey energy about him where the, we opened the episode with uh, a deposition for this man. He's basically he's in here uh, in the courtroom or well, I'm sorry, in the, the boardroom uh, giving a presentation and talking to um, to Jessica and Kenny you know, Verdasco. Yeah, Kenny is is doing his thing. He's basically talking about how he got cancer from attending this elementary school that um was the site of a petroleum, uh, yeah. like a refinery or something. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people have been getting cancer. So they're doing a lawsuit against this petroleum place to, you know, to basically make money and say, you know, like get their settlement, you know, for their pain and suffering. And I mean, it's a lot of pain and suffering to give these people cancer. So they're asking for an amount of money. But in walks Travis Tanner, who slips them a sheet of paper and then makes his way to Harvey's office. He ducks past Donna even, you know, who you know is That's the biggest big line to of security. get past Donna. I mean, he the got an assist from Mike. Doing. Yeah. Yeah, but he took the assist from Mike. Mike didn't know who he was dealing with. This man played mm-hmm. the entire office, walks into Harvey's office and just tells Harvey, like, look, downstairs, your law firm is going up against uh, the firm that I work for. And your law firm had the upper hand until I got here. Now I have the upper hand. And the only way that you're going to save your law firm is that you are going to take me on yourself. And 
I thought that was a pretty player way of going about this, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he wants to be noticed. And I think that this guy also has like a little bit of like the Lewis in him where I think he really just wants Harvey to say to him, like, you're a worthy adversary. You're on my level. He wanted to beat Harvey. See, that's the thing. I don't. I, I think this man realizes that he goes around. He doesn't get a lot of recognition for all his cases because he tries to stay out of the limelight. But Harvey's walking around here like the big dog on campus. He's got he got big britches, and so uh, the man's like, okay, let me go on and knock down y'all star player real quick to let y'all know who I am and who y'all ain't. And so yeah, he goes to Harvey. Now there's a very funny exchange between him and Harvey where. Um, you know, Harvey obviously looks up and sees this man like, why are you in my office? And the guy's like, uh, I'm Travis Tanner. Harvey says, uh, oh, you're Travis Tanner? He said, yeah, so you've heard of me? You've seen my work? And Harvey goes, no. No. And I just thought that was the funniest. Like, it was so player. Harvey says no, and it goes back to his newspaper. You cannot yeah. out Harvey and I Harvey, think he Rob. says, he's like, uh, he's like, well, I, like, I'm very big in Boston. He's like, so are the Red Sox, but I don't give an ish about them either. Right. That's funny. But you know what's not funny? What's happening downstairs to your boy Kenny? You know, mm-hmm. this guy was on it. And so, you know, Harvey tries to play it cool. You know, like, I'm not really phased by this man. He's not on my level. You're just another another wannabe Harvey in the making. But when the guy brings up Harvey's background, uh, the, the, the old baseball championship, mm-hmm. this gets his attention, Rob. Yeah, okay, so this is part of Harvey's backstory, which I don't think has been explored uh, prior to this episode. So Harvey was a pitcher, like a Matt Harvey, I guess, uh, who blew out his shoulder before the high school state championships, and this was an uh, incident that changed the course of his life. I don't know if it changed the course of his life. I I don't know if it was that he, you know, had dreams of going to the league or if it's just one of those things that haunts him. You know, he didn't get to pitch, but the team still won. And so even without Harvey, they were an amazing uh, squad of players. And this man is telling Harvey just the same. Pearson Harvey is good. And it's not because of you. It's in spite of you. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, if you really want to show that you're the big bad wolf here, you challenge me. I could take on Jessica. But how does that make you look letting Jessica fight yeah, the this big is game Jessica's for you? Jessica's case, right? So, yeah. all right. So this guy leaves and Harvey's like, find out everything about Travis Tanner. And so Mike goes and does all of uh, this information. And we see that like, uh, Mike's like, oh, why do we have to learn so much about this guy? And Harvey's like, okay, we got to study the, the game tape. And Mike yeah. says, okay, well, you don't have to do that. And Harvey says, oh, really? You know who watched more game tape than anybody? Michael Jordan. Now, this is like almost 10 years before the last dance. You didn't know this. Michael Jordan would look at the iPad. And Harvey (laughs) says that Michael Jordan would take that personally if, uh, you know, somebody didn't watch game tape on him. And so Mm -hmm. Harvey says, hey, you want to call Michael Jordan right now? Got his number in my phone. And this is this is amazing. This is such a flex. If I could call Michael Jordan, I would call Michael Jordan. What would you say to him? Don't talk to him about baseball. Yeah, if, if I did have a question for Michael Jordan today, you know, like in the year of our Lord, 2023, yep. it would probably start off with, so what do you think about Scottie Pippen's family? Yeah, what do you have yeah, going on that, there? Yep. I know? heard that episode That's, of Mess Magnets that you were on. Yeah. Yeah, and I got a lot of questions. Again, number one, how dare you? But also, how dare he? You mm-hmm. know, I, there's a lot going on here. Uh, but yeah, this is pretty cool. It's such a flex. 
Yeah. Okay. So just a fun moment uh, between the two of them. So, all right. Um, Mike ends up coming back with some research on Travis Tanner. He's a tennis player, uh, just like Lewis. And so mm-hmm. uh, we get some information, but nothing too dirty. We can't really uh, attack Travis Tanner yet. No. And so Harvey's like, look, bring me the guy. Let me meet up with him. We'll go talk at the side of this elementary school that, you know, used to be the petroleum fields or whatever. And then we'll just we'll just discuss this because obviously they're going to try to, uh, you know, I, we're going to try to settle this. We don't need to take this and draw it out. We just need to go ahead, make a good pitch for them, for the money, for the plaintiffs and, and move forward. So when they meet, it's a suave off. You know, they're just both like trying to out, outshine each other in these moments. And very much like Harvey flexing his lawyer muscles. Uh, Travis flexing his lawyer muscles like, oh, well, you know, a lot of people got cancer from, you know, this area. And Travis is like, well, there's a lot of things that could give you cancer from Power this area. Lines, you can't prove sure. it's not. Yep. Yeah, it's a microwave tower. You know, all those things. Harvey, mm-hmm. uh, we're probably not going to go to court. No worries. We're going to settle this, but we're also going to lowball them. Uh, and he gives Harvey an offer. He just folds it up in a sheet of paper and hands it to him, as we've seen before on this show. Uh, but this offer says, kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he drives off. And Harvey That's knows. the ultimate low ball offer. The it's just low, pretty low. That's pretty damn low. Uh, if you if you talk about it, it could, it, yeah. there could be lower ball it, offers. It could be lower. That. It could be lower. It yeah. could, especially with ball offers for sure. And so, uh, yeah, Harvey catches on that this man is about to go try to intimidate. Uh, the plaintiffs into settling for a low ball number because this is what Harvey would do if he was to go low. You know, this would be the next move in the playbook. And so he rushes over to Kenny's house to tell him, hey, I know that Travis probably beat us over here, but you can't take that offer. Unfortunately for Harvey, it wasn't even Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, all right, he got intimidated and now they're trying to, you know, figure out what Travis's next move uh, is going to be. And so this is when Harvey gets to go meet up with this private investigator. Now, did we see this same private investigator back? Was it like the first episode or the second episode? Yes. And I thought she was a lady of the night. She's, she might be. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. She can have both jobs. That's that's probably Look, fine. That's a good way to do some private investigation. Yeah. Uh, how, how can Private's it get any more private than that? Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, I think her name is Vanessa, and she is one of Harvey's go-tos um, that she used to dig up um, like dirt on certain people. But they do have a lot of sexual tension between the two of them. There's, I mean, there's, but Harvey the, has the, sexual tension between every character and, except for Lewis. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Even him and Mike got a little will-they-won't-they they going on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard there's yes, some fan is, fiction out there. There is some fan fiction out there. Now, you know, if we get enough reviews, maybe we get 200 reviews, we'll just start dedicating podcast episodes to reading the fanfic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Well, Vanessa is the private investigator. And so this time Harvey goes to her to investigate uh, Travis Tanner. She's unable to find anything on the surface and talking about how Travis Tanner covers up his, his uh, tracks way too well. But... She eventually feels like Harvey is going to need this victory because Harvey's never asked her to investigate mm-hmm. another lawyer before. So she can tell the stakes are very high. Harvey, however, realizes that, OK, the next move for Travis Tanner is to go to the Waldorf and meet with these uh, these plaintiffs to try to get them to settle by pitching them a, you know, an amount, a lowball amount. Now, the problem with that, of course, is that Travis is not allowed to talk to the yeah. plaintiffs. So Harvey feels like he's about to send his decoy out there 
Harvey can go and trap the decoy and then trace it back to Tanner and then win the case and get Tanner thrown in jail. But I thought this was kind of a cool move because when Harvey shows up that he says to Travis Tanner, look, you can't talk to these people. He's like, yeah, but I could talk to you. And I could just say like, here's uh, my offer to each person that here's my number. I'm going to write it on this whiteboard. It's so smooth. Mm -hmm. It was so smooth because they didn't even think Travis Tanner was going to show up. They're like, he wouldn't have the balls to show up, the low balls to show up. But he does. He does. And just in time for Harvey and Mike to see him, he kind of he always plays Mike Ross. Like, I don't know if you notice this, but he just like treats Mike Ross like his pin holder. Mm -hmm. He hands him like, here, kid, hold on to this while I talk to like while me and the big dogs talk. Yeah. And so go erase the board. Yeah, yeah, and then Harvey's like, erase the board. You know, like, they're both using Mike as their minion, but we mm-hmm. know that Mike Mike is Harvey's minion only. But yeah, play a move. Just yell out your offer in front of, in like a lobby full of people and then wait for someone to call. And his phone does ring, Rob, but this is what I'm telling you. You can't out Harvey Harvey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So he's getting these phone calls. And so, all right. So Harvey goes to meet up with the uh, bad lawyer again. You know, Mike, he has a conversation with Mike and Mike is like, hey, look, you got to like be one step ahead of this guy. He's basically you. And so think like he thinks. And so we see where Harvey tries to reason with Travis, but he's not that kind of guy. No, he's not. Harvey comes to him and says, you know, you're making a highball offer here. You can definitely just come down on, you know, you like, I mean, a lowball offer here. You could definitely give these people money. And Travis says, that's easy for you to say in your $12,000 suit. Mm-hmm. Now, Rob, that was a very, very nice suit. My, That's my only note for the episode is that Harvey was wearing a badass Italian suit. Yeah. Um, And so Travis is like, where do you get off telling me to take less money when you out here got $12,000 suit on? You obviously could just give them the money yourself since you that uh, mm-hmm. damn rich you know, since you're so conscious about these people's feelings and that their emotions and what they need, why don't you give them your money? And so Harvey thinks that's pretty much a good idea. His goal is to find a loan, get a loan from uh, the company. Uh, he needs some collateral, but he basically wants to get a loan for a bunch of money so he can pay off the plaintiff so that they don't take the lowball offer. He says like, hey, if this man's offering you $25,000, I can match that. Just stick with us in this case. But Jessica is not willing to pony up the money. She's not going to have it. Yeah, he wants a million dollars of the firm's money. And Jessica's like, no. No, not at all. He needs a million dollars basically to make to get the five million dollar loan. And Jessica says no. And so now he needs a different tactic. When him and Mike talk, Mike tells him he's basically just you, Harvey. So y'all are doing he's Mm -hmm. doing exactly what you think he would do. You need to be able to surprise this man. And that means Maybe do what you don't think you would do. And so it comes to Harvey that he needs to play a different game here. Yeah, so they bring uh, Travis back in for a meeting and he says, hey, I got the confession right here. I heard you talking to the people from the Emerson Petroleum and uh, you admitted to everything. And Travis is like, well, that's not admissible in court. He's like, well, it it showed up on my doorstep. So Travis is like, you would lie? You would perjure yourself? risk it you risk it all for these people you don't even know and harvey's like nah but i'd risk it to make sure you go to jail for uh for exactly what you're doing here sir mm-hmm. and uh he also has the five million dollar check to prove it you know mm-hmm. like here i am paying these people off i'm about to show look i'm showing you the money this is about to be uh enough money for each of them to get 25k 
you won't get it. You won't get to like pay them off. They will stick this out and we will eventually take you down and you will go to jail unless you fold here. And so luckily Mike Ross has a pen for this man to sign that settlement. And he does. He settles to give these people $2 million and Harvey tells him, get your ass out of my city. Mm-hmm. Never come back. Okay. I have not seen all of suits. I feel like we will see Travis Tanner again. I cannot confirm nor deny that, yeah. mostly because I don't remember. Yes, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll put a like a, a suits bet, and I'll say that maybe we could track my predictions as we go along also. I, I think maybe we see Travis Tanner again. He was uh, pretty good in the way that they used him, and so he was a good foil for Harvey. Maybe the best we've seen so far. Let's talk about the Mike storyline, because the Mike storyline also, you know, while he is helping out Harvey, that also we are dealing with this issue of espionage here at Pearson Hardman. And so um, Mike is like uh, called into a meeting. All the associates think they're getting raises. Mm-hmm. And we see Harold, Lewis's favorite associate, yeah. who thinks he's going to get a raise so that he can get his tattoo, which is a very expensive tattoo that you would need a raise to afford. Mm-hmm. What but was, he got bills. Yeah, he's got, he went to law school, right? Um, what what does Harold want to get tattooed? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, he does mention to Lewis that he has a dermatolo- dermatological issue as well. Yes. So I don't know if those two things are. <laughs> or you know uh, aligned I, you would have to think they are like if you have a skin issue going to get ink on your skin doesn't sound like the best plan i don't i mean mm-hmm. from my opinion rob yeah it sounded like yeah. he had some sort of a scalp issue based off of and maybe he didn't want lewis to tell the whole firm about it gotcha well yeah he's trying to get a tattoo i don't know i don't have a tattoo rob mm-hmm. uh, i don't know what i would get tattooed on me or what i would need a raise to get tattooed on me well i do i do have one tattoo but no one can see it oh uh, what about you okay no tattoos yet Chappelle. Mm-hmm. you need a raise <laughs> need a raise yeah okay so i'm waiting for all the right. dermatological <laughs> issues to clear up anyway so yeah. all right somebody's been giving all the information to wakefield katie now that's that's how uh travis tanner got his info right right oh did somebody just gave it to him uh right were the two stories the connected in that way did, was, did no, travis tanner no. get his intel okay so i, I think i maybe no. oversimplified it Okay. Well, no. Well, Travis Tanner works for a different law firm. Okay. But Wakefield Katie here is, you know, the, this a rival firm that has basically offered someone the opportunity to move up potentially. I guess if this, uh, if this list of clients or whatever, uh, lands on their desk somehow, and so someone leaked it. Someone's not loyal, and Lewis is going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, ten thousand dollars for the person who turns in the saboteur, and so all right. Mike is on, uh, you know, part part of the group, and uh, you know, not really thinking too much about it. There's one point where then, like, Mike is hanging out with the other associates. They're dunking on Harold because he drank uh, uh, six Cosmopolitans, and then uh, they're sort of like saying that that's not a great drink to have. Uh, again, I don't really drink anything that's uh, darker complexed. <laughs> I mean, that's lighter the, the complexion than I am. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more of a whiskey. You've seen me drink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. I, I'm, I'm drinking whiskey every time. Cosmo's not my thing. But yeah, this guy, this guy who just randomly popped up, his name is Jimmy, Jimmy Kirkwood. Jimmy. He, yeah, he is leading the witch hunt here for who, what, whoever did this. He's putting Harold on blast and kind of shaming him for his cosmopolitans. And then he's even accusing Mike Ross of being the leak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy in the Mafia game. He's like, oh, maybe you're the leaker. Oh, uh, what are you doing, right. Mike? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really hell bent on finding this person, and you wonder why until later on we find out that maybe he should be a little yeah. bit more quiet about so, his accusations. Yeah, they've got like a bunch of papers, and nobody wants to give them to Lewis for some reason. And Mike is like, "Come on, guys! Like he's Lewis Lit, not Darth Vader. Just give him his folders, okay?" And he gives him the folders, and Lewis is like, "Oh, this is good work. This is good work." Okay, like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you found like the saboteur. Why didn't you tell me, Mike? Yes, Mike, you finally (laughs) found the rebel scum that had taken the plans. And Mike's like, what? Mm -hmm. No, I just gave you the briefs. What are you talking about? Bring me the princess. I mean the duchess. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Mike turned in the uh, the briefs. And in the briefs, there is a fax code. And the fax code was, you know, will give you the history of who used the fax machine um, and sent out that uh that facts to that rival law firm and it turns out that it is it's the duchess of sussex herself it's rachel zane rachel zane is the perpetrator and now uh she is being uh suspended yep. and mike ross is ten thousand dollars richer yeah uh, mike here's your ten thousand dollars and also rachel is fired He's like, wait wait no 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 that's not what i want and lewis is like yes yeah. yes okay. bring me her head all right so Mike goes to Donna because that's where you go to get things fixed. And Donna, you know, is resistant at first. He's like, you got to help me. It's for Rachel. That What does this fax code mean? And so she sends him to go visit the tech guys. Now, this is part of the Suits world we have not yet seen before. Was this, is this the Pearson Hardman tech for, uh, like support or this is like some... A company that like services a million different companies. They probably service a bunch of companies. They probably they probably just are like outsourced or whatever or contracted in to do all this stuff for a bunch of law firms because they're so good. They have Benjamin who's down there. Mm -hmm. You can tell he runs a tight ship. Um, And so Mike has to try to get information about the codes from Benjamin. And really, all he wants to know is who was the person who got Rachel's code because it obviously wasn't Rachel. Well, Benjamin says, I'm sorry, I can't tell you that because of IT client privileges. And I mm-hmm. just don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Mike doesn't think it's a thing. Um, this guy was pretty funny. I mean, he was like a comic relief in this episode. Mike ends up making a bet and he corrects me. Uh, it's, it's a wager. Uh, and they like make a wager over could Mike memorize every single number on a piece of paper? Yeah, well, for Mike, it's can I memorize every number on the paper? Probably his photographic memory. We know that. For Benjamin, it looks like this man is about to guess at every number on the paper. And he says, if you get one comma out of the line, then you're not getting like you're giving me that ten thousand dollars and you got to get out of out of here. And Mike says, Oh no, there's no commas on that paper. Mm-hmm. Trust me on that. Uh, I got this. Yeah. And so not only does he win ten uh does he win the answer to his question, but he also gets a, a nice laptop. He to gets take a computer. Yeah. Now Benjamin yeah. the IT guy says now if you look at porn, uh, I will know. Right. But he didn't say and it's foreboding. You know, he doesn't say like uh, it's not. This is something that you should not do. He says says that I'm watching you, and mm-hmm. that's that's creepy. You that say through don't the webcam. Yeah, is he hacked in? Uh, oh, I don't know. That's Mike. You know, the, the big big brother is watching. Just put put a piece of tape over the uh, the webcam just to be safe. You don't mm-hmm. know this Benjamin guy. I don't know if I trust him. Yeah, wouldn't want his computer. No, dear God, no. I <laughs> yeah. bet it's immaculate. The man seems to know what he's doing with the tech, but sure. also he seems to know what he's doing with the tech. So I need to be away from that Both guy. things, right. And mm. so 
Mike ends up uh, then, you know, getting the computer from the guy and basically like uh, he's a little bit stonewalled because that he does not have the clearance to get the information that he needs. And then when Mike is hanging out with Jimmy and uh, Harold up in the associates pen, the computer guy just happens to walk in and on his way out, he calls Jimmy Lewis. He's like, yeah. wait, why did he, he call you Lewis? Right. Because it looks like Lewis was the one who uh, who was framing Rachel. But that just doesn't make sense. Donna and Rachel both tell Mike, Lewis is not the one who would have done this because Lewis is so loyal to Pearson Hardman. He probably wears Pearson Hardman underwear. Mike knows. Don't make anybody Lewis think about Lewis's underwear. Well, Mike knows that Lewis doesn't wear underwear. Mm -hmm. And there's another person in this episode who claims that she doesn't wear underwear. And I'm sure we'll talk oh, about that before we're done. Yeah. Uh, but okay. well, let's just but circle yeah, back so, to that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll double back because uh, everybody free balling here or whatnot <laughs> on this episode. Um, yeah. And whatnot. And Low so, balls, free balls. And no balls. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, you know, Benjamin on his way out from speaking to Mike, he noticed he calls uh, Jimmy Lewis. Mike catches on that Jimmy posed this Lewis lit to get a code mm -hmm. from uh, the IT people so that he can send the facts without getting in trouble. And so indirectly, he has framed Rachel. And we know Mike loves Rachel, and so he ain't going to go for that. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get Rachel her job back because Rachel has gone to apply at uh, Wakefield Katie. She's moved on. And so in order to get her back in, Mike has to clear her name. And he tells Jimmy, either you tell it was you or I'm going to tell it was you. But if you if I tell, you'll never work in this business again. Yeah, okay. So Jimmy's going to turn himself in. And he's then, got bills. Yeah, he's got bills. <laughs> All right. So then Lewis calls Rachel into his office. And, uh, okay, he wants to bring her back. Rachel is going to make some demands. First thing, 10% raise. Okay. Yes, we love that. Lewis tried a 3% raise, and that's a slap to the face. Yeah. Then Rachel says, okay, and then you're going to pay for my law school. Yes, Harvard Law. Boom, pay wow. for. Wow. I mean, that's a big value. That's I mean, that's better than 10% raise. Uh, Pearson Hartman can write that off, yes. I'm sure. You know, this is they they have a long history of alumni relations with uh mm -hmm. with Harvard at this point. I, I'm pretty sure they were like going to waive that anyway, like a yeah. tuition uh, reimbursement or something. Okay. Then she wants an apology also. And this is the hardest thing for Lewis to agree with because he thinks he followed the procedure to the letter. He's like, uh, what are you going to do, mm -hmm. Sumi? I, I don't think so. Uh, and she reminds him that Lewis is a scumbag at work and yeah. he's done some wild stuff. This is a pre-Me Too era, Chappelle. Yeah, but even then, like, uh, he might not have sexually harassed Rachel, but everything else that Lewis does probably can be considered harassment in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just a couple episodes, we saw Lewis coerce Mike into smoking weed mm -hmm. with somebody just to secure a client. Yep. So, ain't no telling what Lewis has been doing these last few years at Pearson Hardman, and Rachel's probably had to endure at least some of it. Okay, Rachel is back. Uh, I want to go back to how this episode opens. A uh, second episode in a row that begins with some maybe awkward uh, back and forth with Mike and Rachel. And so uh, Mike almost crashes into a cart at the start of the episode, and then he's basically saying like he has cat-like reflexes, used to be a wrestler, and she's like, yeah, right. Like, who could even see you in a fight? Well, I just saw him fight Travis a couple episodes ago, Rachel. What? And she was right, because he yeah. lost. He did lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, they start talking about, like, people uh, wearing tights 
And then he's talking about like uh, imagining her. Uh, she's like, oh, now you're imagining me uh, in tights. And then she says that she gets to, she's not wearing any underwear, Chappelle. Yeah. So he tells her that he was a wrestler. She says, well, I could beat you in wrestling. He says, what? She's like, you're imagining me in tights right now. He says, no, I'm not. She's like, yeah, you are. You're looking right at me. And she's like, He's like, I'm, you're not even wearing tights. And she said, no, I'm not wearing any underwear. Right. It's like, oh, my right. God, Rachel. Rachel. I mean, Rachel, Rachel it's, a, a, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Literally on Monday, she was like, remember that time I went to Greece and had sex? Mm-hmm. You know, don't you want to think about that? Yeah. This Do you think that maybe the whole like fax machine cover was a reason why she gets maybe that was the cover story for why she really got suspended? Yeah, like, sexual uh, harassment. Yeah. Someone was uh, like, Rachel, okay, this Rachel, word was going around the office uh, that you don't wear underwear to work. Um, yeah, we we prefer we have you a code. that personal. <laughs> we definitely have a dress code. And, uh, and like you tell yeah, you the, and uh, Lewis. associates. Right. Yeah, both right. of you, please put on draws. Uh, yeah, this is this is harassment uh, in the workplace if Mike uh, does not consent to it. And also, it's harassment in the workplace because professional standards just dictate that you should not be talking about sex at work. Okay. And so, not great. But Mike likes it, so there's no uh, no harm, no foul here. Okay. Who's getting the Liddy this week? This day? Mike saved, <laughs> Mike saved Rachel. Yeah. yeah, this day. Literally right now. Who's getting the Liddy for 12 hours until we give it to someone else? Yeah. Mike saved Rachel, so that's good. Uh, she also revealed her lack of underwear, so that's probably good as mm-hmm. well. Harvey saved a bunch of people who were dying from cancer and gave them $2 million. I mean, yeah. he didn't save them from cancer, but he definitely gave them he's $2 million. Yeah, basically, he Mike saved Rachel's job. Or, uh, but, I mean, Harvey did, like, take care of a bunch of people uh, that were going to get, like, a big settlement from the oil company. So I think that it's ultimately Harvey that gets another Liddy. Yeah, it, this is Harvey. He's he the also Michael Jordan Tra- of Liddy's. Yeah, he beat Travis Tanner, who showed up and thinking that he was the big bad wolf, that he was going to show up and be the new big dog on campus. And Harvey not only uh, one-upped his his rival, question mark, but he also did a very good thing for a bunch of people. And he's learning empathy, Rob. This man used his own money for that loan. Mm-hmm. And that could have that's a gamble that, you know, he could have lost and not had that, uh, what, five, yeah. what, a million dollars or whatever. Harvey uses so, yeah. a lot of his own money. He did, and that's a big thing because he did this for people who, you know, necessarily he he didn't know those people in real life. He just wanted to help, mm-hmm. uh, and so or or he just wanted to win. But regardless, I think it all uh, came out to a net positive. Harvey gets the lady on this episode, and I've been secretly tracking the Lewis the Lewis meter as well. Yeah, Rob, your boy is at an all time low. All time low. Got, I mean, the way he did Rachel without even like a well wish or a salutation, just sent her off into the like into the abyss. Because of some calls, didn't ask her any questions or anything like that. Uh, there's been it's been a, a few bad episodes for Lewis. I'm sorry. This is this is a, a low point. I think last episode was a, one of the high marks with him uh, and his financial crime expertise, but this was not good. Yeah, it was not great. But I don't think this was terrible. I mean, he was doing the right thing. I think he was trying to get to the bottom of this case. I mean, he really wanted to find a mole. He cares so much about Pearson Hardman. So I don't think that he did anything that was like really underhanded or out of line in this episode. I mean, he like, I mean, we're coming off an episode where he just killed a man. So I think that Lewis was pretty well behaved overall. Yeah. He fired Rachel wrongfully, maybe that there could have been more of an investigation, but I think he felt like that he had her dead to rights. 
that's probably true. But no, that was last episode when he had that guy dead to rights. Yes. And yes. Dead. He was right. Just dead. Yeah. yeah. Dead. And he was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This time, not so much. And so, yeah, I, I guess this isn't the low point for Lewis. I didn't get any lower than killing someone. And so this was a, a, a net positive, but not by much. Yeah. Okay, let's get to some feedback here uh, in this episode. Um, we got, and you can send feedback anytime. Go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. Jessica Frey says to us, our old friend, Jessica Frey, Tanner is a great example of what gives attorneys a bad name. Jessica Frey, of course, uh, an attorney. I hate him. I've also dealt with some real life Tanners and had uh, Tanners yelling at death position. I do like that having Tanner highlights the ethical responsibility of attorneys and that Harvey is the good guy, anti-hero who plays in the gray, but Tanner isn't bad, uh, minus hiring uh, Mike Ross, who isn't a lawyer, but uh, forget that for the sake of the show. But uh, okay, he, I'm sorry, I, I that I, I uh, should have read this with uh, a little bit different uh, emphasis, that he plays in the gray, but isn't Tanner bad. Yes, he's not Tanner bad. He's he's badish, you know, but uh, but it's for a good cause. Whereas mm-hmm. Tanner, it looks like a like a chaotic evil or something like that. Yeah. You know, not um, like the baddies yeah. that you are looking for. No, not like the the Rachel Zanes of the world who don't wear underwear to work. Um, but again, harassment. Rachel, mm-hmm. please put some mm-hmm. draws on. Yeah. Um, or at least just don't tell nobody you're not wearing underwear. Just let's do that. Yeah. Um, we we also got some feedback on Twitter from at Big Man Ash. It says this is like the best day discovering this podcast series. Two of the best people to listen to on a pod together talking about one of my favorite TV shows. This is going to be fun at post show recaps. And so, uh, thank you, Ash Pereira. Thank you. For that, uh, feedback. Yeah. Yeah. This is one from the episode we just did our own Scott St. Pierre, uh, who edits our podcast, uh, wrote in to say, I know you already recorded this episode and it might be, uh, you know, as a question that could be used in a season one retrospective, but do you think that uh, Mike had chemistry with Lola Jensen. Why do you think that they didn't explore this storyline? Right. Is there that anywhere was the we get daughter Lola from Jensen the back? last episode? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, she was the hacker. Maybe uh, she. I, I don't get the sense that she will come back, but I guess she could. I just think that Mike has a lot going on. He's got Rachel. He's got Jenny. We're gonna throw a third woman into the mix for Mike. I mean, I think he might start to become unlikable when he becomes such a player. A player, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's supposed to be I mean, like the nice kid. He's the nice kid with uh, a heart he of had, gold. He's gonna have three women going on at the same time. He did steal Jenny from her guy, you know. And I don't say steal because she's not anyone's property, but also, you know, I think she opted out. Mackin'. Yeah, she opted out, but into him, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's not, uh, and vice versa. And so it was, it was just not. Uh, it's not the nicest move. Uh, and also, there's some heavy flirting going on with Rachel. I, I think the best move here would have been to maybe lock down some type of friendship or relationship with Lola Jensen because She's a good ally. you could use the hacker. She was very helpful in a way that uh, Jenny has not been yet. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle, uh, we're up to 94 reviews here on Apple Podcasts. I said when we get to 100, we're going to work on the Facebook group. So maybe uh, by the end of this week, it's going to be time. You can go and leave reviews for this podcast. When you go to suitspodcast.com, we make it uh, very easy for you. You can also email the show hosts at suitspodcast.com. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? 
Remember to follow us at SuitsPod on Twitter to leave us feedback and to respond. And I'll try to get back to all our uh, all our feedback on Twitter and respond and all that good stuff. Um, so do that. And then follow me on my personal Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show uh, to see everything else that I'm up to. Okay. Let me read one more review. Uh, this is from Empress of One-Celled Organisms. Love their takes on a beloved series. I watched it alone, but now I feel like I have two friends who can riff on all the goddamn nonsense. All right. Uh, thank you so much to the Empress of uh, One-Celled Organisms. Five out of five stars. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Rob Sestradino. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.